Hello everyone and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston here with a sick Jesse Smile. I am coming to you live from my deathbed. Yeah, so sorry we missed last week. Uh, I get, we didn't miss the whole week, we only missed one. But um, right. I'm glad we're not missing this one. You have mustered the energy to join us. Honestly, I would have filmed for Friday, but I had no voice. Like I literally, I would have maybe a tiny bit of a voice by like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., by afternoon, I had nothing. Like, I was talking like this. It was horrible. What I have, if you're curious, I've got flu bee and I've got strep honey. Okay. I've got well, both of them. She said that, and I was like, what the fuck is flu bee? Like, I didn't know there was different variations of the flu there besides, is. I guess, like COVID. And flu but... bee is all upper respiratory gunk. I mean, it is literally the most nasty upper respiratory infection I've ever gotten. Like, our family is just boogers. The whole Ew. family. <laughs> By the way, we don't film in the same place. I saw some people who were like, oh my God, I hope Lily doesn't catch it. <laughs> oh my God, I feel so bad. This is like the third time you've gotten strep, I think, since Yeah, well, we you know what podcast. it is? My son Noah gets strep every single time we're sick. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's something at school or if I really hope it doesn't mean he has to have his tonsils taken out. Get it out now while it, he's still young. I think it would traumatize him. Like I mean, not understanding going into surgery and waking up with that pain. Whew, I, I knew it was coming. And it's traumatizing. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast. I've definitely talked about it on the internet before, but that I got my tonsils out the, it was like summer, I think, between freshman and sophomore year. And it was because freshman year of college, I got strep like five times in one semester and it was like unbearable. And they were like, oh, get your tonsils out. And I still got sick like every other weekend, I think for a while after that, but haven't had strep since. So that's nice. Oh. But it gets worse, supposedly, the older you get. Like, it was super painful for me. But I guess when you're little, like, it doesn't hurt at all. At all, really? is relatively speaking. But, like, like everyone's like, oh, you just get to eat ice cream and, like, just take painkiller. No. You can't swallow your own spit and it's the most painful experience. No, My I description can't. of it is always, like, if you get, like, a scab on your elbow and it, like, scabs up when your elbow's straight, but then you bend your elbow and it, like, hurts really bad. That in your throat. And the annoying part of them being together, the strep and the flu is that the flu has this horrid cough and so that's just irritating the fuck out of the strep and I'm just coughing up like blood at this point like it's literally just my throat is so irritated but um anyway we do have a show I think I, I don't even know where I am I am so delusional I'm getting like random spurts of uh vertigo because the mucus keeps floating around in my head so it'll go to like random parts of like my ear or something and then all of a sudden I'm like literally like fucked up like you know when you're in the club and you're in a bathroom and you're talking to yourself no no oh just me <laughs> thought you were gonna say like and you were gonna throw up yeah that's me no i just um talk to myself and i'm just like girl get it together like that kind of talk you know what I'm, what? no sometimes i feel like that but it's just my vertigo which is great because i have not been able to drink in like over a week now but um i'm here guys i showed up and i would have shown up on wednesday but you would have literally, I sounded like, kind of like Gypsy Rose, but not really. I don't know how to explain it. The voice I did have was like, ah, it was interesting. Anyway, what do you want to start with? We have three topics, I think. Yes, three. Yeah, how is yours long? It's not horribly long and it's not horribly short. <laughs> Great. I don't know. What should we start with? We should get like a wheel. Oh, Sounds expensive. Uh, should we, we could start with Glamzilla. I just want to say right now, I am not responsible for anything I say in this episode. I am ill, I'm on antibiotics. I know it doesn't change your behavior, but I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm on antibiotics. I'm on ibuprofen. I just I'm feeling reckless. Don't even know. Like, I don't feel particularly passionate about like this thing that she did, but I'm just like, oh. Me stop. every time I see her. Yeah, no, Glamzilla might be. I feel like this is gonna sound so mean, but she's just so strange she's such a strange cookie when people talk about like millennial cringe i feel like she's she that, that personified oh bro and that is like, such I, a good we're description not like that and then it's like oh, maybe some of us are as far as glamzilla goes in this situation i am semi-passionate about the topic she's discussing so i do considering i have the product right here and i have it on my lips okay well so hold your review and oh we'll, i'm holding them we'll watch uh hers first so Glamzilla reviewed an e.l.f. Um, lip product. <laughs> I was going to say, Glamzilla reviewed some makeup, which like, no shit. That's all she does. It's the Pout Clout Lip Plumping Pen. There you go. she reviewed. And she bought a few of them and she goes into it with a less than enthusiastic <laughs> attitude. What do you mean it's currently unavailable? I just pulled it. Did she delete it? There's no way. Why? 
We just had to take a very, very quick intermission because Glamzilla tried to stop us. She said Glamzilla tried to stop us. Yeah. Yeah, she deleted not only her original um, review of the elf makeup, but then also her like follow up. So now it will live forever on this channel. I love that. Plot twist, we thought that she deleted both of the videos, but it turns out maybe she just privated them or at least one of them. Because when I went to her TikTok today to see if she had like, you know, maybe said something about the fact that she deleted them. She hasn't, by the way. Imagine my surprise when I see the original Elf review video back up saying that it was uploaded six days ago, which would have been before we filmed. So that's the original video. It wasn't like she re-uploaded. So that means that she privated it and then unprivated it. I don't really understand why but yeah so uh the first video is up second video still privated maybe deleted either way second video is not there anyway um for the rest of the video if we refer to the deleted videos just know that they were deleted at one point that's all bye i was never an elf fan but recently all their launches have been hitting but is this a miss we'll find out i don't know what they've been doing but it's working like i feel like the research development and duping team is really doing a good job so these are the elf pout clout lip plumping pens i don't really care if they plump my lips i care that they glide well um and they look good so let's see i'm using the shade what shade is this i oh it's got no shade apparently it's on the bottom packaging it is but it's very small shade this is okay this is in the shade toasted let's see Oh no, why did I know? It's very thick, okay, it's very, it's very much like the Tarte, Tarte Maracuja, but it's very thick. Oh man, see, I knew I wouldn't like this. I spoke too soon, I was hoping, hold on. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. Looks good, uh, I spoke too soon. They're very like melty. I do not like this formula, but let's keep going. See, that's not my vibe. I don't know. Really quick, I obviously, not a makeup expert, don't know a whole lot about lip stuff, but like, did she not use like a shit ton? Yes. And what's crazy about this, because a lot of people that are defending her are like, she just doesn't like something. Get over it. Okay, that's fine. She barely even put it on before she was like, nope. That, number one, yes. But there was a whole trend on TikTok. When the MAC ones came out, it looked like this. I'm not sure what the name is because I don't have them. But it's a very similar thing to this, which is it's a click pen, right? And every time you click, the product gets moved up. And I don't know how to describe this formula other than something that's going to melt only when it touches your lip, like that warmth of your lip. It's going to like literally melt the product onto your lip. So it's not something that you apply like she did where it's just like, Oh, oh, and like you swipe it on. I don't even swipe it on. I like dab it's it. It's like more of like a liquid. It's not a liquid when you're looking at it in the tube. But then like once you just put the teeniest, tiniest bit, it's super pigmented. It's super shiny. I don't know. It's a very unique formula that is not meant to swipe on like a lipstick or something like that. Like it's just going to put on way too much. More almost kind of more like a gloss. It's a mixture of a lipstick and a gloss. Yeah. So it's just it's a different formula, which is fine. But there was a whole trend on TikTok making fun of beauty gurus who do it wrong on purpose and they were just like putting so much on and being like ew what is this like that was literally a whole trend on tiktok making fun of this and i know she had to have seen that because she's in this world like she knows in my opinion that she's putting this shit on wrong she like her like, test is to like to like do that on her lips i'm like isn't that when you would like blot some of it off okay it's not not sticky in the sense that like considering that it's a shiny formula like it is long lasting so it has a tiny 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 bit of stick to it but my lips do not have any lines or anything like that when I put them together. It's just too much product. Like that's literally the only reason it well, did that's that the thing. Like her, all she was showing was that she just had like too much. Yeah, and that it was for like, sure. It felt like that was like, okay, easy solution. Wipe some bit off. Like, uh, I don't know yeah. How, how some people are giving this positive reveal. Like that's gross to me. Okay, let's keep going. I love a red. This is the shade Red My Mind. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. I don't like this formula. You told us. But I am feeling a cooling sensation from the last lip color. It's definitely feeling like it's plumping my lips, but it's cooling and it's not spicy. It's cooling. Like, I know some of you love this kind of stuff, but I don't get it. Like, I... That looks good. Like, that's freaking gross That to looks me. like she has I'm gonna try less on her lips for the next shade. she's doing that. I'm like using the shade Just Peachy. I'm really happy that this shade would work on my paler girls. Okay, just peachy. I'm going to use much less. How is that much less Gross. than what she just used? It's not. Nasty. 
the way she says gross so quickly. Like she barely puts her gross. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just patchy. It's too thick. You can't. Patchy, but too it. thick. But not, this is why. <gasps> this is just not my favorite formula. But when you wear it light like this, you don't get that clumpy feeling, but you don't yeah, get no shit. that full coverage look. And I've already That's applied BS. three. I'm seeing no lip plumping action here. The coverage I'm looks fine. I'm going to let this sit for a bit. Hold on. Yeah, I don't see a difference. For, I'm not even going to open the rest of them. I don't think these are hot fire. However, I think that these are those lip oils by e.l.f. I think this is worth buying and adding to your collection. I don't think these are. Okay. She then buttons it with like a... Well, I don't hate everything they do, just this. But it felt weird because she seemed to be particularly passionate about how much she didn't like it. Well, here's the thing. Again, I don't give a fuck what you like or don't like. It's not going to affect me. But I remember seeing this and being annoyed by it because I had two particular issues with what she said. Number one is she has no idea how anyone's giving it a positive review. Like, how could anyone in their right mind basically even like this thing? And number two was her caption. I don't know if she was joking or not. She was calling for Elf to discontinue the product. What? It says, gross, nasty, not my vibe with like the eye covering emoji. And then it says, sorry, Elf Cosmetics and tag them. But this should be discontinued in my opinion. Like it really needs to be discontinued because you don't like it. Everybody else likes it. I like it. I mean, honestly, I have the Maracuja lip one from Tarte. It's pretty much the same thing. I enjoy the formula. Maybe somebody doesn't. I don't give a shit. Like, that's fine. People were also noting that it's just interesting that she doesn't like Elf as a whole, she said. And it's just like, it tends to be a much more affordable brand. People were like, oh, so you just, why don't you like it? You, you only like brands that number one, either pay you for your non-disclosed ads or what's the deal? Yeah, no, I saw a lot of that too. And I also think it's interesting that, because I remember she's friends with Michaela and I don't watch Michaela ever, but um, a video I had edited for Angelica a while ago was about her reviewing products that she had never heard of. And it was like every single one, she was like completely shitting on them. And a lot of people got mad at her because for a lot of the products, she wasn't using them correctly. And then being like, this doesn't work. And it's like, well, it would have if you used it correctly. So interesting. It feels like they both have that problem. A lot of this comes down to even with the last time we covered her, she seems to act like she's really humble and like doesn't think people listen to her. But like at the same time, you can tell she very much thinks people listen to her. And that her opinion reigns supreme. And exactly. If someone likes something that she doesn't like, it's like, who paid you to say that? Or like, I don't know. She just has a very like weird, aura about her like if you don't like a makeup product then be like you should discontinue it what just don't buy it and especially a product like this that has gone viral so many people love it it's like girl what are you doing but anyway so a lot of people were pissed not actually pissed i don't think just kind of like annoyed the internet if i'm being honest i think they're over glamzilla but um someone ended up stitching this video and showing how to properly use the product her name's jenna donut with sprinkles is her handle yes oh why did I know? It's very- One thing I will always do is stand up for e.l.f. Because I love affordable makeup, affordable makeup products that are actually fire. And I happen to think that these are absolutely amazing. First things first. I First of all, I love this creator. I think that she's fantastic. Glamzilla, love you. But um, the, the names are, are yeah, on like, the bottom. Okay, she well, said there, there are no names on here. You can actually find the names in small font on the bottom. Toasted, right? Okay, so with these, she's saying that they're super thick. I've tried these out many, many times. It's super thick because you're like using way too much product. You don't need that much product. Let me show you how easily this, you don't need to put so much pressure. Don't put so much pressure. And you can still get a good amount of coverage. She's saying if you go lighter, you, you lose coverage. You can get good coverage. I like that if, she's like trying to be nice, but she's being so passive aggressive. She's like, you don't have to push so hard. Yeah, I noticed that too. She's like, I like her, but bitch, are you dumb? Like, that's essentially what she was saying. So she tries it. She loves it. What I think is interesting is then in the response from Glamzilla that we're about to watch that is now also deleted, she says that Elf paid this girl to do this. And maybe they did, but there's no brand. That, I mean, like, I know that we talked about it Glamzilla says not doing commission pay paid on it. Does it? No, there it says eligible for commission on the phone. You could see commission paid. Now, I think commission paid is just another verbiage for eligible 
eligible for commission. And I think that that does not necessarily mean you've been paid by the brand. I think it's not that you were paid to make an ad for the brand. I think it's like how TikTok shop, how people are like doing stuff to promote a product and then you get a percentage, which I mean, you could still say that like maybe she's not being honest because she wanted commission, but I don't think she's getting paid in the sense that it was like a like product placement ad. Elf did comment on it and said, I wonder if you know you're an icon. I don't know what the situation or the relationship is there, but it didn't appear to me that she, like, I don't think Elf paid her to make this. This wasn't like an Elf marketing choice, but because Glamzilla thinks she's like a marketing genius, she thinks that she's cracked the code and that this was some kind of like shady marketing choice. My favorite era of Glamzilla or like moments of her is when she thinks that she's got it all and she just comes to deliver all that information because it is the most unhinged correlation of videos. It just makes no sense. She's just like all over the place saying the most cringy shit. This is when the magic happens. I know so little about her, but everything I've seen, she always has this kind of like, I'm onto something like every single time. And it's like, oh, I don't know if that's really it, but sure girl. Oh no, why did I? Well, what I didn't know was how much negative comments that video was going to receive. 2,500 negative comments. Oh my God. This week we've brought the beauty community together again. People okay. don't- That alone, I'm like, stop thinking that you are this like uniter of people across tech. Like, no. Like we have gathered here today for many different reasons. One of the many to acknowledge that you're a little bit annoying. But like, she really thinks that she it, she's, is the she moment. She thinks she has done something every single time I've seen a video. My and it's gosh. like, okay, well. <laughs> Agree with what I had to say in that video. And that is totally fine, but I'm not changing my opinion on it. But let me show you something I do think is interesting. It's the eyebrow Elf ways. Cosmetics paid a creator to stitch my video and showcase the pout clout lip plumpers in a positive light. And at first I was like, what the heck is this? This is not fair. Until oh, I wait. Why does it say paid partnership on her screenshot? I don't know. That's not what it says on my phone. I think on my phone it says commission paid. Here on her phone it says paid partnership. And on my desktop it said just uh, eligible. eligible for commission. I don't know what the deal is there. Well, I guess I take it back that she's assuming that because I would assume that too if it said paid partnership. But that's weird that it doesn't. Yeah on like every medium that we watched it on. Oh, hi, just another quick update. Um, Apparently the whole confusion around the paid partnership and whether Jenna had been paid to post this or not, she has cleared that up. This is actually all just a massive and extreme misunderstanding with this. If you already saw Glamzilla's video, then you know what this person's referencing. She's deleted it. We have spoken, we have squashed it. We know what exactly went wrong. If you are in Canada, it's not going to show the TikTok shop cart. And so it's going to show paid partnership versus commission paid. So why it shows on your end, if you're in Canada, is because you don't have TikTok shop. So it's just going to show like paid partnership. Whereas if you're in the US, you're going to see little shopping carts. So that if you want to check out the product, you want to buy the product, you can basically buy it through my little link. It's a little shopping cart and you can go and, you know, purchase it. And if you purchase it through my little link, then I get a small commission of that from TikTok. Um, but if you're in Canada, you don't have TikTok shop. So that's where, and she's from Canada. I didn't know that. And she didn't know that. She didn't know that that's how that works or what that looks like. Because again, she's in Canada, so she didn't have it. So please stop sending her hate. Um, if you're sending hate my way, please don't do that. Um, I was just sharing. You you guys know. If you've been here, you know that I spend my own money on Elf. I love Elf and I don't really need their PR because their stuff is so affordable. Yeah, so apparently it differs when you look at it from Canada versus the US. Seems like a weird glitch from uh, TikTok and they should probably figure that out. But that explains why there was so much confusion there. But let me show you something I do think is interesting. Elf Cosmetics paid a creator to stitch my video and showcase the pout clout lip plumpers in a positive light. And at first I was like, what the heck is this? This is not fair. Until I realized this is brilliant marketing. This is brilliant marketing. This is a savage way to clap back. And when I look at it from that lens, it's bad bitchery. It's innovative. It's, it's fun. It's cheeky. And it's brilliant. And don't you dare send no hate to Jenna. Jenna, you're doing your thing, girl. You're doing your thing. I followed Ooh. you back. I think you're really cool. Okay. And Elf, Ooh. I have to say... I think I just created clout for your pout clout. Oh. Hmm. And what's even crazier, your target demographic is actually in my comment section right now and in my DMs. So technically, I'm an asset to you. Crazy when we look at it from that lens. But what I really want to know is, does our beauty community actually 
like pout clout. And to answer this, is it hot? You fire. can't be on Elf's payroll. It has to be an unbiased review. You can't be on Elf's payroll. I'm not on Elf's payroll, but you can't be on Elf's payroll. So, is the Elf Cosmetics pout clout worth the hype? Try it out and let me know. Okay, it's I, I've clocked it. It's it's the she like turns to this and she's like, "Is it worth the like?" She has a lot of head movements and eyebrow raises, and it just bugs the shit out of me. I'm sorry, I'm being mean. Yeah, I got war flashbacks to when she was talking about the Jeffrey yeah, Star. Yeah, she's like, "Well, stuff. you tell me." Like she's being a little like, "I just want to know. Yeah. I just want to know." Is it good? It's that simple. Is it good? If you are a fan of them, is it worth your money? Does it perform better than what we already have? I'm, I'm just curious. Just being like inquisitive, like, no. There's several things here. Number one, I find it interesting that she has the goal and the gumption to call out the fact that this is a paid partnership. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying that girl, you have a lot of fucking confidence, I will say. I screenshotted, I think it was literally like five days ago. She did an undisclosed Herborian ad, which is an expensive skincare brand. She just does this all the fucking time. And so people don't even know what you're talking about half the time, if it's genuine, not half the time, that's generous. 90% of the time, whether you're genuine or you're not, because you're just here getting paid by brands to not disclose to your followers that you're doing that. And then you want us to just be like, oh yeah, but she's getting paid. She's not telling the truth. You're getting paid and not even telling people you're getting paid. What's that called? Something about her rubs me so wrong that she could be telling me the sky is blue and I'd be like, I don't know, I have to check into that. I think it's because she kind of like, she really preaches authenticity, but then doesn't feel authentic at all. Yes, it's like this conundrum because she really does try to preach the authenticity. It's not just like trying to act like she's authentic. She talks about how important being Speaking authentic of, is. Speaking of this, I sent this to Jesse right before we started because I was like, isn't this who we just talked about doing like undisclosed ads? When I was looking at the other clips, I saw this one. <laughs> I saw the caption first, and that's why I clicked on it. Because it says, my biggest flex is I influence influencers. So I hope this video does its job. And I'm like, oh Yeek. my God, of course she thinks she's doing something again. What is she doing this time? Whenever you see a beauty campaign, just know that person has makeup on, even if it's skincare. So I looked Shocker. great. I basically, I got my new profile picture, but like, I, I really looked great. It was beautiful until okay. I like kind of sat with it and I was like, no, this is not, I'm not being the change I want to see in the beauty community. So in the middle of the shoot, we took everything off. Hold, here's my moment. So we shot the first look and we have a little bit of makeup on, but this is a skincare campaign. So we're taking everything off, baby. You know how we do it here. And in that moment, what's going on in my head is, the, I just wasted the makeup artist's time. The hairstylist is looking at me. Uh, the photographer, oh my God, the editor, the whole Caudalie team is looking at me. What do I do? And I think about you and I think about the old me. And I thought to myself, how crazy is it that I have makeup on a skincare shoot right now? I'm going to sell somebody skincare and tell them this is my skin, but I have a full face of makeup on. And I thought to myself, it is not worth losing your trust over. Oh. And it's the little things, because you wouldn't have even noticed if that went up. You wouldn't notice that I had makeup on. I said to myself, fuck it. Let's go all in. We're taking it off. We're going to redo the look. Give me 10 minutes. And we took it all off. So my theory here is that she always had that plan to then have this narrative where it's like, you know what? I decided that have like, no, you knew when you got the makeup put on that after 10 minutes, you were going to take it off because then you wanted to preach about this whole thing. I don't know. That's alleged, but that's my opinion. If it was anyone else, I'd be like, no, but it's Glamzilla. Of course, that's a possibility. And then also what's a possibility is that she wouldn't have worked this out with anybody else. So she would have literally just like Gotten her makeup done quietly, known what she was going to do, and then just had that weird-ass moment the makeup artist just standing there like, bitch. <laughs> also because of how she kind of tries to, like, position herself as, like, this marketing, like, that's what she's always thinking about. It's like, Genius. yeah, that is what you're always yep. thinking about. And I don't, like, going into a skincare thing, I don't think that she wouldn't have thought that that was either a thing that you shouldn't do or had already thought about this whole narrative. Like, and honestly, she didn't address the other million 
details that go into a photo shoot. Lighting could still be considered deceptive. Photoshopping could still be considered deceptive. And I think as consumers, we all know that by now. I'm not even agreeing with it or disagreeing with it that you shouldn't manipulate in some way to like market a product. But she acts like she was on a brand photo shoot and that she personally was like, I'm gonna take my makeup off. And that everyone was just fine with it. Well, that's actually a good point because I think that especially Caudalie is a super high-end brand sold in Sephora and a bunch of places. A brand like Caudalie, like, is she suggesting right now that she took it off without first Correct. asking someone suggesting. if that was uh -huh. a possibility? Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that for true. a second. I think she pitched this idea as her brand thing. And then that is what they ran with because they're like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that makes the most sense. She's such a strange cookie. I, I just can't tell with her. I can't read her. Like, could you imagine being on a shoot with a brand and they just did your makeup and then you're like, no, nope, yeah, not for I know, me. But she's also just so strange. She would do it. You know what I mean? So I can never read her. I don't know what she would and would do. I think she's very calculated. I don't mm. think she's that impulsive. She is a marketing genius. Well, and so now I think it's just interesting that she um, deleted both of them. The interesting thing is that she's deleted all of these. Why? You're Glamzilla, you love this shit. Okay, so upon further reflection, if it wasn't obvious, was because of the whole paid partnership misunderstanding and she didn't want people going after Jenna, who's a smaller creator, since that basically was the entire point of her uh, follow-up video. So that makes sense why she deleted that one. Why she privated the first one for a few days? I don't know when she put it back up, honestly, but I, that I'm confused by still. But um, yeah, so I, that makes sense though why she would delete the second one. That was actually a good call. Anyway, sorry for all the updates. There's been a lot of information coming at different times. And anyway, thank you for coming on this journey with us, question mark. Um, that's it, bye. I swear we're done now. Before we continue, we do wanna take a quick second to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, and that is Lumi. Yes, and we're excited because it's a new sponsor because we got a new sponsor. Look at us. If you guys don't know what Lumi deodorant is, it's a whole body deodorant that comes in a few forms we'll talk about right now, but it was actually made by an OBGYN and it was made for not just your underarms, okay? It's made for your privates, your feet, your butt, any place where you could get odor. And one thing about Lumi is it's not covering up your odor, it's actually helping block the odor from occurring in the first place. It's really nice to be able to have it in a stick form because it's very convenient and that's my favorite form that Lumi comes in. I was gonna say, but my favorite form is actually the deodorant wipes. I'll do like a nice little walk midday if you get a little sweaty. It's a nice way to refresh afterwards. And we feel very special that they've chosen the Do We Know Them podcast. Speaking of special, they do have a special offer right now where new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack. And all you have to do is use our code DWKT at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. I feel like wow. I'm spelling me. Were you guys paying attention? I hope you were. And that starter pack is really great because it's gonna include the solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and then you could choose two free products of your choice. So that could be like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes. You can choose whichever one you want, which is great. And it's a really great way to get to know Lumi. So yeah, check our link out, use our code. And um, yeah, thank you so much to Lumi for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so we are gonna cover Michelle the bartender, but we're gonna yes, save that. Yes, we've last. been tagged in all of your Michelle the bartender TikToks. Thank you, everyone. But first, we're gonna cover something else that is very weird. And I saw this happening on my TikTok for you page, of course, Same. which is interesting. Oh, you did? I was gonna say, yeah. I don't usually get a lot of like religious stuff. I mean, for obvious no, reasons, never. we're not particularly religious. But this was um, an interesting situation because someone named Josh Benson, the rapper, he was on my for you page calling out this pastor. Okay. And oh, I didn't see it. Mine was just a video of the pastor. Basically, the entire premise of this, because we don't particularly love to bring up religion on this podcast because it's a very divisive topic. It honestly just like, it gets people hot and bothered for obvious reasons. It's very important to people, their faith, all that stuff. So we're not here to discuss religion per se, but rather how some people may allegedly be using religion to do some really scammy, horrible bullshit. Well, that's pretty much the only problem we ever have with religion. It's not the religions themselves. It's how so they true. are weaponized against either marginalized groups or just like to commit crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this definitely falls under potential crimes of uh, the financial nature, I would say. Let me just show you because honestly, for me to explain it, I'm going to sound so stupid. Josh Benson, the rapper, he's got all the, the receipts. I think at this point, we're at three call out videos. 
Oh my god, we. I think we aren't thinking of the same thing. I know what, what this is now, but I was talking about a totally the baptism video. What baptism video? Oh my god, we. To- I totally did not know that this was the topic we were talking about. This is a completely different situation. This is yes. um, a pastor that's being called out for potential financial crimes by a fellow Christian on TikTok who basically hates when people use religion to do shit like this. He has, I think, three call out videos at this point, Josh Benson, and this was his first one that I saw. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I think that this Christian YouTuber with over 3 million subscribers on YouTube is stealing money that people have donated to his ministry and is using said money for personal gain. And I've got some pretty interesting evidence to back up my claim. This is Taylan Seaman, AKA Taylan Michael, and he is a self-proclaimed social guru. Don't believe. I was just thinking, what a last name. There is no fucking shot his last name is Seaman. Could you imagine growing up with that as your last name? Oh my God. Maybe that's why he is how he is. And he is the founder of Revival Way Ministries. Now, according to their website, Revival Way Ministries, again founded by Taylan, has three core programs. First, feeding hungry children in third world countries. Second, reaching people with the gospel. And third, seeing said people accept Christ as their personal savior. So when you donate money to Revival Way, this is what you're hoping your money goes towards. Now here's red flag number one. After looking through the IRS website for a couple of hours, which is as exciting as it sounds, I discovered that Revival Way Ministries does not have a tax ID number. As far as the IRS is concerned, Revival Way Ministries does not exist. Here's why that's a problem. If you don't have a tax ID number, if you haven't filed with the IRS, you can't have a bank account for your organization. So unless Talon has set up a separate organization under a different name, any donations that people make through the website or through social media is more than likely going directly into his personal bank account. Further evidence of this can be found through Revival Way's Venmo and PayPal, which have had their usernames altered to say Revival Way, but are still underneath Taylor Seaman's government name. Hold on there, Josh. Regardless of the bank account, according to Taylor's Instagram, they sold $250,000 worth of those donations into other ministries. For example, according to Taylor, they fed 24,000 kids through Feed the Hungry last year. Don't get me wrong, that's awesome. But according to Feed the Hungry's websites, you can feed 125 kids for $25. So quick math tells us that if they fed 24,000 kids, they donated roughly $4,800 to Feed the Hungry. Which begs the question, where did the other $245,000 go? Because there's no other mention on Talon's Instagram or the Revival Way Ministries website of other partners or organizations they're working with. Maybe some of that $245,000 went towards the dream car that Talon just bought, that he paid cash for, by the way. Or maybe it was some of the private jet flights or the luxurious lifestyle he and his wife were living. Literally, look at this caption. Well, I'm happy to announce that three days ago, the Lord gave me my dream car. Oh, interesting. Maybe I should be religious. No, no, literally the next sentence is abysmal. Is this a joke? Money supernaturally came from every direction into my life over the last two months. Again, does that happen often to you, sir? I think it does. The perfect amount to buy my dream car, 100% with cash, debt-free. What is this? Some of you may be thinking, Josh, you're speculating. Maybe he took all of that money and poured it into his YouTube, his social media, so that he can create quality videos that preach the gospel and reach the masses for spreading the good news about Jesus, right? I kid you not, these are the last six videos that he posted on YouTube. So we're really preaching the gospel over here. Now, I'm not trying to bash Talon. Because the reality is he's not the only guy that's doing this. We've got to call this stuff for what it is. It's lying. It's stealing. All for the sake of Talon getting to live his prosperity gospel wet dream. Now I'm making some crazy claims. So Talon, if you want to make a video refuting these claims and showing some financial transparency, transaction history, you could probably use the views. Why not? If you can prove me wrong, I'll delete this video and promote your course for free. Ball's in your court, big dog. Well, Talon took him up on that offer. But before I show you Talon's response, I must show you a bit of Talon's pastor work. Because it is very good. Now, Lily, what if I told you Talon has a very particular thing he likes to preach about quite consistently. And that is how God doesn't want anybody basically... To be Mm. without a G-Wagon. He basically (laughs) likes to preach. Number one, that he was basically called to preach to rich people, not poor people. And basically that like being poor is a curse. I believe he says multiple times poverty is a curse, which I think some people would agree with. But essentially the entire thing is just like get money and then also give me money. That's his whole spiel, usually. You have to sit in what God's called you to do. So maybe you're called to have a money ministry. 
Maybe you're not called to, to be a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, or a teacher. But maybe you're called to have a $1 billion company where you just write off $100,000 checks and send them to evangelists every day. Can you say amen? No, I cannot say amen to that. He's literally like, what if I wasn't called to preach to poor people? Hello? What if I don't want to be around you stinky poor people? If poverty was a fruit of God, it would be in heaven. It is not. God is not the author of poverty. Satan is. Does it mean every Christian has to be rich in this life? No. Can every Christian be rich in this life? Absolutely. But if you're in other religions, no. Oh, wait, he doesn't. He doesn't ever touch on that. But he's very much a pompous weirdo who believes he deserves to be rich just because. Well, he was called to be. Yeah, he was called by God. So he does respond to Josh, and this was his response. Hey, Josh, saw how much you liked my new car, so I figured I'd make this response video in front of it for you. Here's the first piece of transparency that you requested. Revival Way Incorporated official legal documents of being a nonprofit entity based out of the state of Louisiana with a state ID number. And then you also asked for some financial transparency, which I thought was very funny. So I just took two seconds to grab one bank statement off of my desk so I could show you how much we gave to one organization last year. Here are the bank statements of my tithes and offerings that I gave just last year, simply just to my church, $239,128.62, as well as another $35,000 toward our building pledge. And as for my vehicle, I did pay for it cash and not one penny came out of my ministry. I have seven other businesses that I run full-time as well, and they paid for my vehicle. So I'll take my free shout out now, big dog. A few things that people noticed that was interesting. Number one, his bank statement was quite interesting in that people had not typically seen bank statements that let you have the category of tithes in there. I was going to say, what is this a printout from? Well, he says he just grabbed it off of his desk. It was just sitting right there. But it's literally just a piece of paper that says tithes, 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 tithes. That's a hard word to say over and over again. But you get the deal. Like, it's literally just a bunch of tithes, which then he says is him giving tithes. And this is to his church, his church that he reaps all the benefits from. So it's like, okay, is that supposed to be comforting? Because you're just giving it to another version of yourself. What church needs a donation of $240,000? Maybe they could use it for something, I don't know. But like, no, I have a huge like problem Like it feels like, what that. are the operational costs of a church? That whole thing of tithes and stuff is one of the major things that always made me uncomfortable about going to church. I always felt very weird about like- Them begging you for money? Yeah, it felt always super uncomfortable. Passing the bowl around and then you just like have to like awkwardly pass it to someone else. Now, there are some churches who do not prioritize that as much, you know, and don't really care if you do or don't, there are many that do. And there are many that rely on that to do what they do, which is God knows what, put on $50 million shows for no reason. So people, whatever, they noticed that that bank statement was fishy. Regardless, Josh responded. If I am being super honest with y'all, I almost didn't make this video. I've been talking to God a lot about, is this a time where we just need to keep the peace or is this a time when there needs to be transparency and some sort of accountability? This was still only about Talon and nothing else. Probably would have left it be, right? But this has snowballed into something much bigger thanks to the numerous messages and DMs from current members of Faith Church, ex-members of Faith Church, and people that just live in Ruston in general. There seems to be a unified voice that needs to be heard and the dumb internet Christian comedian is going to be the guy to do it, I guess. Last thing I'll say, and we'll get right into it. My main goal for this is people to know Jesus. Not prosperity, gospel, young money, cash money, Jesus. Jesus, period. And I believe that Taylor Michael, Pastor Stan Pody, and the organization of Faith Church Rustin has disregarded that goal for their own financial interests. Let's dive in. This is Taylor Michael, and the other day he responded to my asking for financial transparency in his nonprofit ministry. Given that he's always posting private jet flights and the fact that he just paid for, in cash, a $200,000 car. Josh, saw how much you liked my new car, so I figured I'd make this response video in front of it for you. Okay, cool car, man. Um, what about your house? Because according to this document that was filed by your father-in-law's LLC, he actually owns the house that you live in. And I'm assuming he doesn't charge you rent, uh, but more on him later. 
Here's the first piece of transparency that you requested. Revival Way Incorporated official legal documents. So we were able to finally track down Talon's nonprofit and come to find out it's not in good standing with the state of Louisiana. But that's not even the weirdest part. You scroll down and look at the listed owners, directors, officers, you name it. Three men are listed, none of which are Talon himself, which I found very interesting. So I could show you how much we gave to one organization last year. Here are the bank statements of my tithes and offerings that I gave just last year, just to my church, $239,128. That's not a real bank statement, but I'm going to assume that that's the amount that Talon claims his nonprofit, Revival Way, donated to his church. Did you know that Talon's father-in-law is also the lead pastor of said church, Faith Church Ruston? Here's a picture of them in front of another private jet. Now, strangely enough, because most of the information on their website is password protected, which is weird, I've been led to believe that the only people that are on church staff and have access to church funds are Talon, his wife, his father-in-law, mother-in-law, and his brother-in-law. That's it. So here we see what looks like Talon flexing that he's donating money, money that he was given to a church that he's essentially the number two in command at. But from just reading some of these stories from both current and ex-members of the church, it sounds as though Talon's revival way escapade is just a smaller part of a much bigger prosperity gospel operation. Many current and ex-members of the church, who will remain anonymous, of course, seem convinced that Pastor Stan Pody's main priority is financially exploiting anyone that sets foot in their church. For example, on top of the regular tie. So here he shows a bunch of screenshots of people who messaged him, which obviously we can't verify if those people are real or not. I think yeah. that there are certain things that add up and also just like make a lot of sense in my opinion. Some of their allegations were that they even speak curses over people who leave their church and disagree with them. Um, that they've taken all the tithes and offerings home after Sunday service and counted them all in cash. Someone else said that one time someone made a tithe of 35,000 off of their businesses and next thing we knew the podies installed an in ingrown, I think they meant underground pool or like indoor pool. Is that what they meant? No, no, no. I think it's just like a, a like a normal pool that you would think of. Is that a, oh, okay. In ground. In their backyard and said it was for baptisms. So that's an interesting um, use of that money there. Of course it was. But they also have these like special occasions where they request more tithes from their community. So that'll be uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, of course. <laughs> they just invented it. I was like, one, does that exist? Two, is that something that then they like, advertise like they say that that's what that's it's what's being alleged yes which would mean that like the money goes to then the pastor right you know i mean if you're asking me i say absolutely yes but that's allegedly other occasions are stan's birthday mary's birthday so basically all of the like executive people's birthdays their anniversary bitch what <laughs> congratulations but what does that have to do with me um mother's day Father's Day and the church's anniversary, of course. What does that even mean? Like, of like its when they like built it? I don't fucking know. Like, it's so ridiculous. I guess what I'm curious about is like when this is requested from people, are they saying like it's in honor of the church or are they like not really mentioning where the money goes? I have no idea. They don't seem to be the most transparent. It's true. Their anniversary is insane. <laughs> of special offerings that occur on Pastor Appreciation Month, Stan's birthday, his wife's birthday, their anniversary, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and the church's anniversary. Another source told me that Pastor Pody keeps track of who does and doesn't tithe and has higher members that he'll send out going neighborhood to neighborhood collecting tithe from members that may be behind on their giving. Now, maybe some of you don't have an issue with a pastor leading a church in this manner. Okay, maybe you'll have an issue with this then. According to some of the ex-members that I spoke with, if you voice a concern or decide to leave the church, not only do they treat you horribly, it's not uncommon for the church to create false accusations. Here's an individual that decided to leave Faith Church Ruston and... What? That last one says, they were making up crazy stories of why I left. They told everyone that my husband, boyfriend at the time, kidnapped me. They were going to call the police and have them find me. They were going to Blank's house asking where I was. They were harassing and stalking me to the point where I had to get a new phone number because they wouldn't leave me alone. Scientology, is that you? Just few of many. They told me I was going to hell because I was engaged to someone outside of the church. They accused me of doing gay porn very Jody, a Jody Hillebrand, actually, mm -hmm, yeah. which I've never done. They accuse my friends that have left and none of it is true. And then at the bottom it says, please do not let these people bully you. They made a rumor about uh, so-and-so being a child predator. Just ridiculous. Now I know what you're thinking. Some of these stories are tough to believe and who's to say the church itself was even involved in some of the rumors. Would you believe me if I had a screenshot 
of a message Faith Church Rustin's official Instagram account sent to someone after they decided to leave the church. So this is from the actual church's Instagram. Mm -hmm. The person must have posted a story ahead of time. And then this is in response to that. It says, actually, we asked you to leave after asking another member for gay porn. Post this on your story next. Yeah, that's very strange. I feel like all of these stories obviously could be fake. This message could be fake. But you know what can't be fake? Taylan's icky vibes. And it's it true, just, it's, true. it's too fake vibes. aligned there. Look at how evangelist Taylan, who is a big representative of Faith Church Rustin, decides to talk to people on Instagram. Okay, actually, this part's kind of wild because he then starts showing public comments that Taylan has left back to people, like clapping back at them. And they are so unhinged. So someone commented on Taylan's post and said, cringe, to which he responded, be nice, broke back mountain, insinuating that he's gay. This is giving like parchment paper guy. <laughs> Why would you do this right? from your verified personal account? Someone commented, the complete opposite of Christ's message. You should be giving all this money to the poor and downtrodden and living a modest life the way Christ did. Practice what you preach, bozo. <laughs> and he responds, yes, we will give it all to your mother. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy, dude? Can we read this other one? It's uh, someone saying, I'm pretty sure she knows this and wanted everyone else to know the ridiculous amount of money this goofball charges people. And he responds and says, spoken like a broke person. Spoken like a broke person? He sounds like a 13-year-old. I mean, he very much um, exudes that energy. I don't know if they have kids, but yikes, do I feel bad for them if they do. He just seems like such an asshole. But yeah, so essentially... After this, because Talon was really quick to come back after the first one and be like, here I am in front of my nice car. Look, I do have an EIN number. But now he has not been so quick after this one. And Josh has said he's going to release even more stuff because every time he puts out stuff, he is getting more and people more information from people who have gone to this church. And I do believe it because pastors like this of large churches, I mean, they have a lot of interactions with a lot of different people. Well, and if they're out here like threatening people and like spreading rumors, I think you're going to have some angry church members. I do believe overall that it's very possible that this could all be real. It very much makes sense because I think that things like this happen all the time. And it's not just in religion, but religion, much like we were talking about like the psychic world and like all sorts of things. There are certain- It's a breeding ground. It opens people up to be scammed because of the possible maybe like emotional state they're in or because they're so trusting of someone that they, you know, I don't know, they believe in or whatever the case may be. I think it's fucked up to take advantage of that especially as a pastor but it does happen all the time which makes religion look bad as a whole which is why he came here and he was like you know fuck that like people who do believe in god or jesus christ or whatever like we need to stand up against people like this that are making everyone look bad it all comes down to like faith that something is real and that's what they believe in so yeah. they do trust other people that believe that too and when someone's like acting like they have really pure genuine intentions which i don't know if i would really say that i know that those I are the vibes i get but you know interesting choice but also that a lot of people could be vulnerable because they're like trying to be more involved in the church and that's like how they're told that they're helping and like i know it's just gross i mean listen if you want to give 10% of every paycheck or whatever you make. I think that's literally the standard that you're told that you need to give is 10% of everything and then it will return tenfold or whatever. Seriously, I'm not even joking. That is the like norm. People get asked. I think it's in the Bible. Literally, is it like in the Bible? I don't even having know. Having a manager for your religion. Essentially. And they say, you know, you need to give to get and all that sort of shit. If they're donating to other like organizations and stuff and you can like verify that, that's one thing. But like when, again, you take a step back and look at the operational costs of a church what the fuck are they using all that money for and then when you look at the like lifestyle that the person that is in charge of the church is living i think maybe that thing. raises some I red think that's flags the main thing honestly i feel like a pastor who let's say preaches twice three times a week because they don't have like services every single day so like it's not like they're working a nine to five no you're definitely not but whatever the other responsibilities are okay cool i don't think a pastor should be making a million dollars a year i think that that's absurd that's not usually a job you go into for the money. And this guy's making way more than that. So I think, yes, I think look at the, you know, lifestyle of whatever 
pastor or priest or whatever the fuck, whatever they're living like, I think says a lot about what they're actually utilizing the money you're donating for. Because don't get me wrong, in my area, churches are like the main food banks and like we have a lot of community involvement. I'm not saying it's all bad. I think that, you know, churches can be a good resource for many different things. But if you're looking and you're going to freaking church and you're pastor rolls up in a G-Wagon with a fucking Louis Vuitton full outfit. I mean, just ask some questions. Well, and then to put on like a very like, this is hypothetical, but like if you're putting on like a super basic service, because I think it's another thing. It's like, I know that music is really big with (laughs) churches and that if they did these like big concerts or had big like conferences or conventions or something, if there's other things going on and like people want to donate their money to support those kind of things, sure, it's your money, do what you want with it. But if that's not happening and you're just supporting the church, just running these super basic services and then this guy is like seemingly benefiting from that, I think that maybe you should second guess that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, he has said, the Josh guy has said that he has more shit because more people are coming out. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Taylan's going to be opening his little mouth anytime soon. No more um, bank statements. Tides, Literally, tides, I feel like he, it, I could make that in an Excel spreadsheet. Literally me out. trying to fake my report card in high school. Like, girly, try a little bit more, I beg. A plus plus plus. But um, anyway, okay, so that's that topic. And then we have one more and it's an oldie but a goodie. Michelle, the bartender. Yet another update. And will she honestly, ever leave our lives? No, of course not. Well, and I'm sure that there will be more updates on this in the future. As of right now, now she's keeping surprisingly tight-lipped. Well, not tight-lipped, but... Yeah, it's true. I, she's saying her. that she's tight-lipped. So if you're unfamiliar, which... Like, when did we first talk about her? She's kind of just been a recurring character at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But um, the first time we talked about her was because she was doing this, like, venting story time about her husband, who <laughs> doesn't drink. But he did this one time he got <laughs> he did drink and then he got super super drunk and apparently he's the kind of guy when he drinks he just like is super trusting of everyone and that segues into the part of the story where she says he brought a random man home from the bar because I think the, the man drove him I don't really remember but um he has a stranger that he has no idea who it is come into their house at like three in the morning when they have a like a baby and then she comes out and she's like who the fuck is like who is this. She's telling this story as if it's like, just like a, don't you hate it when your husband does this? Yeah. And the whole internet was like, girly, you're on your own on this one. And also, can you leave him, please? What the fuck? It was like, okay, first of all, it seems like he's maybe has a drinking problem that needs to be addressed. But then also it's just like, regardless of the drinking problem, he brought a stranger into your house with your kid and you didn't think there was a problem with this. And then she kind of ends the story with, I don't really know how we got to this and if it's actually true, but that she had like gone to the bar where he got drunk and talked to the bartender. And then she revealed to her that apparently that guy was a part of a group and they were like gonna rob the place. Everyone was like, girl, you should have left this in your drafts. You did not need to share this story. Then she follows that up with a full tour of her new security system, which she gives far too much detail over. And everyone's like, stop telling us these things. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? And then she just yelled at everyone more and was like, how dare you tell me to divorce my husband? I think that was about six months ago, maybe. And it's worth noting, this is her third husband and this is also his third wife. Can you believe that? What are the odds of that? So they met and they're giving us quick marry people a bad name because they got married after 28 days. I got married, I think, four or five months after I met Nassim, but I'm pretty sure I was pregnant like a month later. So, you know, they're giving us quick movers a bad freaking name. Well, also, um, one more piece of context. The other ones didn't ring a bell. You might remember she's the one who married her celebrity crush, Jason Momoa. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, that TikTok is something else. Let's see her husband because he steps into the frame. That's the trend. So here she is. She's like, hell yeah, my celebrity crush is Jason Momoa. And you ended up marrying a man who looks just like him. In comes her husband. Is that his real hair? Me waiting for you to say something. (laughs) Were you flabbergasted? So they are getting divorced. And listen, they do have a child. I always say, even with like Austin and Catherine, it is sad. But again, I'm a child of divorce. I'm never going to say divorce is 100% sad. I think it's more sad that some people stay together. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, if that's what's best for their family, then that's what's best. What I hope is that she's not going to go off the deep end, giving us way too much information. Well, here's here's the announcement video. It's become apparent that I have to tell you now, 
So my husband and I are not together anymore. So I guess I could say my ex-husband, or I'm going to call him Ryder's dad, we're not together. We've been not together for a while. The reason that I felt like I needed to tell you guys this is because Ryder and his dad got recognized when they were out at a restaurant last week. That would just be so awkward if somebody got recognized and you were out with somebody else and you're just like thinking, oh my gosh, they're cheating on their spouse. I want him to be happy, genuinely, I do. I just know it's not gonna be with me. For Ryder's sake, we are staying friends as best we can. We're not going to court. We have a separation agreement and everything. It's as amicable as it can be. He's still invited to all the family events. We know that we're gonna be seeing other people eventually. We agreed that we wouldn't introduce anybody that we're going on a date with to Ryder unless it's been a certain amount of time. But if you thought I was gonna come on here and tell you why or talk crap about him, you were wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Girl, you already told us why, basically. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, also, no one knew about it before this video. So like, what do you mean? We didn't think you were gonna come tell us anything. It's very interesting because she's so funny to me how she she can't even help herself. And it is a personality thing. She does love to like divulge information and some people have verbal diarrhea built within them and she does. And she Dindy. was literally like just talking and automatically started like sharing their custody agreements and like how they feel like they're not going to introduce other people. Girl, nobody needed to know any of that. No one asked. That was already too much information. I also thought it was interesting how she prefaced it, like that they got recognized, but then she jumps immediately to like that people would think that he was cheating. Like, was he with someone then? No, I know. I got confused by that too. I think that she was saying he got recognized with my son, but like that's going to happen soon when we do start seeing people and like they're going to think he's cheating type of thing. No, they're not, girl. They're going to look over there and they're going to be like, oh my God, it's Jason Momoa with some random, <laughs> random girl. But yeah, no, I love though that she ends it with like, you guys thought I was going to get on here and tell you all this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but I'm not. I literally finished watching. I was like, yet. Um, especially because there's no custody agreement, which again, I don't know why she needed to volunteer that information. I said to Jesse, first disagreement they have, you know, she's running to tell everyone on TikTok. Oh, 100%. Like I see that blowing up in her face. So then I saw she has responded to a comment because she can never just let things lie where they are. She has to respond to the haters. Someone else, like you just did, brought up the fact that that was her third husband. So now she's going to be looking for husband number four, but she says, no, she's not. She stops at three. And wait till you hear the reason why. Aren't y'all funny? For people that say... Someone said, uh, she is looking for husband number four, y'all. That I shouldn't be sharing so much of my personal life on the internet. Y'all sure seem to be interested in it. That alone? I'm like, so you're gonna tell people? I don't understand this logic. Girl, people love train wrecks. We love watching shit that we shouldn't love watching because it's entertaining and it piques our human, you know, just intrigue. Like for her to look at us and be like, well, you love it. Girls, the internet. Everybody loves fucking bullshit. We're telling you that you shouldn't share yeah. for your own sake. It doesn't really matter to us either way. At all. And I think that's the nature of all TV shows, all of anything. Is like, you think I watch Love is Blind because I'm really hoping someone like falls in love? No, I'm there for the fucking hot mess disaster. Like... Everyone else You're is. not just really in invested in the love stories? <laughs> no. And she knows this too. She knows this is the internet and people do this, but I don't even know. I just died, but that's how she ended up like, well, for people that tell me I should stop talking, you seem to like it a lot. Well, yeah, they're trying to bait you into doing it more. Everybody right now is like, oh, she's looking for husband number four. Yes, I have been married three times. Also divorced now three times. But right now I am not looking for anything. I promise I will never get married again. I'm just focusing on my son. Ryder's dad has also been married three times and divorced three times. Why does she specify that they've been divorced three times? You can't get married again unless you were divorced, can you? That's true. No, no, you cannot. So everybody that's like, oh, she's the problem. Listen, I'm really good, apparently, at getting guys to, like, want to marry me. But then I'm just, like, really bad at picking them or I'm just, like, really bad at marriage. For some reason, and I have no idea why, when you get that piece of paper after you get married and you're now somebody's wife or somebody's husband or whatever, it changes things. Yes, I have had four last names. Do you know how much of a pain it is to get your last name changed? I will never, ever do that again, never. And my last name is the same as my son's and I like it like that and I'm never changing it ever again. <laughs> Who wants to tell her that you don't have to change your last name? Well, I would know because I didn't change mine because it was too much of a hassle. And I was like, mm, no, 
thanks. I died that that is her, like, I'm never getting married again because I don't want to change my last name. Like, well, okay. I mean, I think that there is a glimmer of self-awareness there where she realizes that she is bad at picking men. I think that all of us have been there before. Now, I, th- I think she's not willing to necessarily do the work to fix that. In the way that needs to be fixed. And like why she's picking the wrong Yeah, I don't think she's willing to dig deep, figure this out. But I disagree. I don't think that signing the marriage paper changes things necessarily. I think that an evolution of a long-term relationship, especially when you bring kids into it, changes everything. Like, obviously. Which she wouldn't have experienced after 28 days. No. So you signed that paper and everything was beautiful. And oh my God, we're so in love. And then you brought a child into this world. And that really shake shit up really especially when all of you have the fucking flu let me tell you like literally things like that they bring out every element of your being like that's a lot to experience with someone so if you don't love them and you don't really know them like that seeing people in any sort of other state than perfect is very off-putting um i also get the idea that she's kind of one of those people that maybe has the notion like we're gonna get married and everything's gonna be perfect and it's gonna be a fairy tale and then it's like Surprise, it's the same thing. You're just like together all the time now. <laughs> yeah. And not only together all the time, it's um, a much more daunting thing because you have that responsibility as someone's partner in terms of like if they're on life support or like there's really heavy decisions and certain things that get put on you when you are married to someone but ultimately besides all of that what it really is is just a long-term partnership and it's not this exciting exhilarating thing 24 7 it it is and it can be at certain points but with that comes the bad things too that it's like finances and like annoying things you have to go through yes and i but i've always said it like you have to not hate your partner's personality like if you hate your partner's personality at the very core like it's just like who they are after all the lovey romantic shit is gone if you hate who they are that relationship is never gonna work because who the fuck wants to be around someone they don't like exactly you're having to pick someone that you want to share your life with meaning that there's all aspects of life again that it's not just the positive things it's the negative things too a hundred percent like literally Nassim and I you think we love spending valentine's day literally dying both of us and the kids are all fucking sick it's just horrible We looked at each other, we started laughing and we're like, happy Valentine's Day, this is super romantic. Like that is the reality of marriage sometimes. But we have a completely different relationship outside of any sort of intimacy or like romance. Like we have our friendship. Straight up, we have our friendship. So if you don't have that, good luck. I feel like this even applies to friends too. That like some friends, they could do something that like annoys you really quick. That you're like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. But then you have other friends that they could do something that someone else might find annoying. But you're like, for whatever reason, you're more okay with it. I think ideally that's what you find with a partner. It's like even their most annoying things, like you don't really find them that annoying and even when you do find things annoying because there are things that are annoying about everyone i annoy the fuck out of myself constantly it's not a constant thing or something that builds so then it like other things become annoying because that's annoying and it's just this like button pushing yeah you have to have a good balance and annoying like people who are like my spouse like you know those posts that people make fun of where they're like he drives me crazy but he's the love of my life like shit like that It has to be far less if we're being realistic of the he drives me crazy part. Like you can't be getting driven crazy all the fucking time. That's really annoying. Like who the fuck wants to live that life? I feel like Jason Momoa just wasn't, you know, he was annoying the fuck out of her. And due to the stories that we've heard, it makes sense. It seemed like he was kind of a man child. We're not sitting here being like, oh, yay, they got the right. Like literally, it doesn't matter to us. But I do think that it didn't seem like the healthiest relationship from what she portrayed. And in the long term, especially for the kid, I agree that like you shouldn't stay together just because you're married. I don't think that that is beneficial for anyone because then they're going to be miserable and then they're going to have an environment that's not good for the kids. So I hope that this is amicable and they don't end up having custody issues because I could foresee that potentially happening. And I also hope she does keep her mouth fucking shut and stop like oversharing everything if not just for the sake of her kid because he's gonna be old enough soon to realize what she does and I don't 
think he needs to go on her TikTok and see her just like word vomiting and oversharing about their life. I do think it's beneficial that they both followed their heart left. I think that's a good decision if that's the decision they both came to. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of you guys were tagging us in this. I don't know what else to say other than I hope, you know, happiness for them both, honestly. But yeah, if they're better apart, then they're better apart. And so be it. Anyway, that's about it for today's episode. I don't know if I have a we love the internet because I have been on my deathbed. I had a few I could pick from. One that I was cackling over and I don't know why thought it was so funny but it was amazing oh choose that one let's do that one then it's an animal one again but it's so funny when is it not an animal one with you if it's another wombat i'm disconnecting this call (laughs) this isn't cat behavior and that's i think why it's so funny so it shows this cat it starts as a kitten first of all it looks fake it's a very fat cat but it's the evolution of now they carry blankets around, but I guess it's started with like these little pieces of fabric that the cat is holding, but then they just progressively get bigger as the cat gets bigger. <laughs> and then he starts <laughs> that waddle. I'm such a fucking dumbass. When you were saying that it was like a small piece of fabric and that's what it started with, I'm like, did the cat like knit something <laughs> together or like like twirl something together and make its own blanket? No. It's oh, not. and apparently the bonus talent is that the cat also plays fetch. But literally I've never seen a cat really carry anything in its mouth aside from like some like a small toy or like I guess if they've like caught a mouse or something. But like the fact that it carries such large blanket like <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I've never seen a cat do that before. No, I've never seen a cat carry a blanket. Oh my God, I love it so much. And the person's caption is, now I understand why they call it a catwalk. Yeah, she's super cute. My cat does not do anything interesting like that. I mean, I love her, but well, I don't have one, guys. You're gonna have to forgive me. I really have not even been scrolling. I have been just laying down and wanting to not be sick anymore. I am gonna pull an awesome McBroom right now and say, when I am not sick anymore, I'm going to appreciate it so gonna much. appreciate life so much more. I really am. I swear. I just want to not be Someone sick anymore. Someone responded to my tweet. Oh, my God. I was trolling Jesse and said that um, to make her feel better, everyone should tag her in Austin McBroom TikToks. And yeah, fuck you for that, by the way. Someone responded to it and was like, I'm waiting for Jesse to post on her Snapchat a picture of her at Urgent Care. <laughs> Ugh, I'm sick. You know, we did actually go to Urgent Care. Why didn't you recreate that? That would have been. No, we didn't actually. Like, we went to Urgent Care but I don't know. I guess everybody's fucking sick. There was like a three hour wait every time. I was like, okay, I feel like there's always a, a wait when I go to that. urgent care. And that's why I don't go unless I'm like, yeah. actually like if they need to be giving me something. Otherwise, like I'm taking it's ibuprofen. The worst. Oh my God. I got so annoyed because I did do a teledoc appointment and the lady was like, okay, well, my suggestion for you is go to urgent care and get the flu test. Why the the fuck am I talking to you? That is what I did not want to do. And that is why I'm talking to you. Yeah. And all I wanted was, um, you know, the prescription ibuprofen because my fever was so bad. So like, it's like 600 milligrams. You don't have to take like three of the little pills. She didn't even want to give me that. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done with you, lady. I'm gonna just go die in a corner right now. So, I, did bye. people even like a? Abu- it's not not like those are like high on the list of pills people no, abuse. They don't make you high. <laughs> no, she just didn't want to help me out. So whatever. But um, anyway, that's where I'll leave you. My voice is shot. Hopefully, honestly, it doesn't sound when bad. we film on Tuesday. I will be much better. But honestly, I feel it. I feel like just weak. Like I can't do shit. I'm so sick of it. I hate. That's my number one thing when I'm sick is that I hate not being able to yeah. do shit. That like really bothers well, me. Well, thank you for mustering up the energy and joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I, we couldn't miss another episode. That would have been a crime. We hope you feel better. I'm speaking for me and the, the rest of the girlies. Anyway, that is where we will leave you guys today. That's all we've got. But um, I hope you enjoyed this episode if you made it to the end. As always, we appreciate you. And um, yeah, have a great week and we will see you on Friday. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.